0: Good morning, everyone. Morning. I, I love baptisms. I was brought up in a church, and so I always got fascinated when I saw the baptism pool uh, come up. And I can remember once I was in a, I was in a church in Swansea. And there was about 600 people there, and I don't know about you, but whenever the baptism pool is open, there's always been a little bit in me that has wanted someone to fall in. <laughs> I don't know, but we were, in this, we were in this church in Swansea, and it had an extension. So the baptism pool was almost around where Dave Morley is, around the, that area. So it was a random place, but they had, the, they had the, the, the camera on the pool. So it was on the big screen, and I was down the front with my friends. And every time we had a baptism, we'd be like, oh, maybe this guy's going to go. Maybe this guy's going to go. And then there's one time we saw this guy walking through. He had a full suit on, big Bible in hand. And we were all just quiet thinking, this could be the one. This could be the one. And he was walking round there. And you could see, he almost saw his friend. And he's like, all oh, right, mate. Uh... And he walked straight into the pool. Straight into the pool. So um, all the older people were quite concerned. But um, we were just in the in the downstairs. Just, yes, great. It was brilliant. And the thing is, everyone saw it because it was on the big screen. <laughs> so... Yeah, but I I love baptisms, but but if you don't understand them, then either they're quite weird and it's a weird thing to do, or or maybe it's just something we just dress up to have like a special day. But the best description I've I've heard of or know of of a baptism is it's being described as a watery grave, which is not sound doesn't really sound very appealing, it? but it's like a watery grave because in the Bible. It teaches us that God created everything, so God created the world, the heavens, even the water, and that he loves everyone. He created human beings out of his love. Uh, But yet sin came into the world. Sin came into the world, uh, uh, and when people disobeyed God, sin came into the world. And as human beings today, we still sin, and that's why there's still sin in the world. And this sin then separated us from God, like if I have a, an argument with another human being through sin, then that separation can come. But this sin separates us from God. And this, the Bible is the story then of God pursuing people, of human beings messing up, of some people then getting it right. And certain people in certain times got it right and connected to God through faith uh, for, for many hundreds of years ago, many thousands of years. But then around 2023 years, uh, around that time, Jesus came, God's son, and and BC became AD. Before that time, there wasn't such thing as BC and AD. But now we know before Christ, and Anno Dom- Domini, Latin for the year of our Lord, so the birth. so And now he's born until he comes. This is AD. And Jesus lived a perfect life, not to, to show us how to live and how to love, but also... Uh, he, but also, he um, was killed on a cross. So he lived a perfect life, but he was killed on a cross. Not for his sin, Before he took on the sin of our human beings, of all of us, of who uh, loved him. And then you could say, well, it's all over. All right, he lived a perfect life. He came, but he's dead now. Game over. But three days later, we believe that Jesus rose from the dead and so that that is why bc became ad if jesus didn't rise from the dead we would have never heard of jesus today would not be 2023 he could have lived and died but if he didn't rise from the dead it wouldn't be 2023 today and when jesus rose from the dead he then spent around another 40 days actually around 40 days with his followers and he said to them about uh, he, he give them he, he spoke to them and said I'm going to give you my spirit and so for people who trust in my name and believe in me who repent so they turn away from their sins and trust in God that I'm going to give you my spirit and then and then out of that then that's what the the, the baptism represents so baptism is for people Who believe in Jesus, so they have faith in Jesus, and then they they get put under the water, like today. So they get put under the water to resemble Jesus' death, because they say, "I'm a sinner, I'm not perfect," and so they go under the water, resembling Jesus' death. And if we like them, we'll bring them back out. But but this is their way of like repenting, of turning to God, of saying. Look, I trust you, Jesus, and I want to turn to you. But then they come back out of the water in resemblance to Jesus' resurrection. So it's almost like they they die into their sin, they confess their sin, and so they believe this is their death, of their sin, and then they come out because they believe Jesus rose again, and Jesus can give us His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, not just to them as a seal of heaven for something to look forward to but to make us more like Jesus, to make us more loving, to make us look more like him. And the Bible calls it being born again. And so a good question to ask is, am I born again? Like, are you born again? Do you have God's spirit within you? Like, is God's spirit within you? I'm not talking about our conscious but is God's spirit within you? Does he give you peace when the world doesn't give you peace? When you read his word, does he speak to you? When you're in this place, do you experience his presence and his comfort and his joy? Also, maybe when you read his word or you hear something, does it convict you? Does it make you think, I need to change that in my heart? I need to change that attitude or I need to change or say sorry? Because Jesus said about it being born again, and Jesus said, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born again of water and the spirit. And Sarah and, and Dave, David today commit today to follow Jesus for, for either till he returns, which he promised he will, or until their physical life here ends, uh, whether that's 40, 50, 60 years from now. Because sadly, we know death exists, doesn't it? Sadly, we know our time on earth won't last forever. And so death exists because sin exists. Some people don't think they're sinners or don't believe in sin. And so I would say, like, so why do we die? Why does death exist? Death exists because sin exists. And so we don't know how long we have left on this earth. And, and, and it, <coughs> excuse me, this is linked. But what would you do? If you went to the doctor tomorrow and, and the doctor said, "Look, I found something. Bad news. You've only got 40 days left." And you went in, you say, "Oh I think there might be something. Can you just check this?" They checked in and said, "Look, this is bad news. Now, you've got 40 days left." Now, what would you do with those 40 days? What would you do with those 40 days? you've got left on this earth would you look to just spend all your money let's just get rid of it all let's just do whatever we want would you look to maybe go on that trip you've always wanted to like there's so much time would you think right I just want to spend this with friends and family and just have quality time with these people would you look look to maybe live recklessly all the things you haven't done or thought about or Or wanted to do, I'm just going to do it all. Who cares? i only got 40 days. Or, like, would you get right with God? Would you get right with God? Would you say, well, actually, even if I didn't believe it, I'm not sure, I need to find out what this is, because this is closer by. Because this morning, we're looking at a people who found out they've got 40 days left. Literally, that's it. God has said, like, you've got 40 days left and we're, we're continuing a series in a book in the Bible called Drona. Nineveh is a place, uh, but Drona is, is the book. And we've, this is how the book starts. So it's Drona chapter one. So these are the first four verses. And I'm just going to read them because you'll see the link of, of chapter three now, how the verses compare and differ. But it says, the word of the Lord came to Drona, the son, son of Amittai, Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. And after paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. And then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. And then we went through a sto- the story and read about a whale and how Jonah ran from the Lord uh, and God pursued him, you might think out of, out of judgment but out of mercy he pursued Jonah to bring him back to bring him back to what he's called him to do. the sailors on the boat, they found out that this God, Jonah's God, is the one true God. They, they give thanksgiving. They offered to serve him. Uh, and then they threw him overboard. Uh, but then God, in his mercy, brought a whale and swallowed him up and kept him alive. And we, we might think, oh, this is crazy. This is fancy. But actually, this, is, this photo was done in 2020. This is in California, how a whale uh, swallowed. A ca- Any sea kayakers here? Be careful, because this is what happened in, in California uh, in 2020. There's a video on it, actually. you have to look. Um, and there's also stories about human beings in the 18th century who was born, who was swallowed by a whale for two days and came out and was blind for the rest of their life. So th- this is, we believe that this story is true. Uh, and then last week, Jonah prays to the Lord. He repents and says, OK, God, I want to follow you. I want to trust you. I want to do what you've called me to do. And then he talks about the whale spat Jonah out of his mouth. And then we came, come to chapter 3 now, just the first four, first four verses. And you'll see the similarities and the differences now to, to chapter 1 as it says this. And so it goes like this, and you can see verse 1. It says, then the, the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. He said, go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I gave you. Not a new new message, I gave you. And Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was a very large city and it took three days to go through it. Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city, proclaiming, 40 days from now and Nineveh will be overthrown. It says that, then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Jonah was a prophet, so a messenger from God. He received messages from God to give to other people. But after Jesus lived, died, and rose again, in John's Gospel, the first, first verse of John's Gospel, it talks about the word of God. And it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the Word was God. And so Jesus was and has become the Word of God, the, the voice of God, the message of God. Jesus became and has always been the Word of God. And they said here about a second time. We can see in chapter 1 it was the first time. We can see now it is a second time. And when I was preparing this, I felt God want, want me to ask someone here a specific question. It could be one of you, it could be a few of you, but just a specific question. As it says here, the word of God came to him a second time. And the question I felt God asked me to ask him when you is, How many times do you want? That's the question I felt. Like, how many times do you want? How many times do you want God to speak to you? Like how many times do you want God to show you He's real. How many times do you want God to prod you into following him, into turning from your ways and go to him? How many times do you want the word of God, Jesus, to speak to you? Because, like I said, these people had 40 days, and we might put it off, but how many times do you want? And verse 2 says, a great city. And although this is the second time... And we've had a runaway, a massive storm, a, a fish swallowing Jonah for three days. So there's been a lot of things happening. The command is still the same. It's not as if now God is like kind of doing it. All right, forget about it. You've been through enough. Like, let's just leave it. Let's just call it a day. Like, the command is still the same. Go to Nineveh, the city you hate. The city Jonah hated. These were people who maybe invaded his land, people who maybe hurt his people. Go to the Nineveh, the people you hate, and proclaim the message I've given you. It hasn't changed. The message hasn't changed, so proclaim the message I've given you. And only the word of God can change our lives or change people's eternities. Sorry, lots of things uh, change people's lives. I, I was looking on... Uh, youtube yesterday and there was a title of a a video on golf this golf swing changed my life (laughs) so lots of things maybe can kind of change our lives but only god's word can change your eternity only the bible can change your eternity and for us as christians like let's not doubt or lack confidence in god's word because sometimes we do this because maybe we read it and maybe it doesn't—it does nothing to us, or, or maybe we see other people read it or other people preach it uh, to people we want to, to believe, and it does nothing to them. So we kind of think, "Ah, oh, we have doubted." But it's still the number one revelation of how God changes lives, because the Word of God is Jesus. The Word of God is Jesus, and so let's not doubt or. Or be ashamed of that. Let's put out the word of God in any and every way we can. Because remember a few weeks ago, um, let's let's just see if someone was listening, although I got a bad memory as well. A few weeks ago, uh, I said about the the message that God gave Jonah had a word missing in it that many of us maybe think should have been there or or is missing. Or the book of Jonah has one word missing in it, which we think should be there. Can anyone remember? Perish. Not perish. The, oh, sorry, there's quite a few words. <laughs> but the word I'm thinking of, the word, the one word that isn't in the book of Jonah, you find is the word love. The word love is not in the book of Jonah. Though it's quite a small book, there's only four chapters to it, and even though there's an amazing revival, so 120,000 people turn and repent and, and, and believe God, yet you don't see the word love in this book of Jonah. Now, love is all over the book of Jonah. God loved Jonah simply by letting him be involved even though Nineveh was wicked and done evil things, God loved them by pursuing them. God showed love to sailors by revealing his power to them. God showed love to Jonah by keeping him safe in a whale. God showed love to Jonah again and Nineveh by giving them a second chance. So love is all over this book, but it's not in the message in that sense. It's in the act of God, but For the Ninevites, he doesn't see the word love. Because love is amazing, but the sad thing is, as human beings, we can neglect God's love, can't we? We can kind of, we can take love for granted, even in our relationships with one another. We can see love as a given. We We can think, oh, yeah, that's just, they love me, so it is. Even I speak to people who have maybe an amazing life and have great things and have all the possessions and have good health and have family. So they, they exist, their very presence exists in, in a, what we would say in a blessed way. And yet some things happen in their lives or, thing or sin is turned in their lives and they'll say, I can't believe in God. I don't believe in God because this happened or because that happened. And we neglect all the love, all the other good stuff, all this, we kind of take that as as given. So, oh no, that's just my right as a human being. And yet it's the love of God. But we can can kind of neglect love or kind of see love as normal, as a given, but we can't escape judgment. We can neglect love, but we can't escape judgment. Has anyone ever had a, a letter through the door saying you've been driving a bit too fast, yeah? And you kind of think, I don't, when I have them, it's like, why was Becky driving so fast? <laughs> <laughs> or do you know, like, sometimes the other photos, and you're like, I'm sure that's Becky. That's definitely not me. But then actually, you realise, actually, that was me. I can remember I was driving that. Yeah, I did that. I got caught, And judgment comes. And none of us like that, do we? Even though, like, we did it. I broke the law. But judgment comes. And I've got to pay the fine now. Because that's happened. And we can neglect God's love. But we can't neglect his judgment. God is a God of love. But he's a God of justice. And so everyone is loved by God. But everyone will be judged by God. Like, you are loved. But you are also be judged, and that's why it's good news for us as Christians, and for we pray for people who aren't, is because we believe that our sins can be forg- forgiven, and so we we hold our hands and say, yeah, God, we are guilty, like we know we've messed up, we know that, and so we thank you, Jesus, for paying the price for us. We put our trust in you, and in, so instead of re- receiving then um, God's kind of wrath or separation we receive his love and he judges us in response to that he judges us in response to his love but verse 3 says jonah obeyed the lord and went he obeyed the lord and it says and then he went and and people in wales today we say oh i'm a christian but i don't follow jesus Oh, I believe in Jesus, but I don't love his, his church. Or I'll take Christian on the census, but also I'll use Jesus Christ as a swear word. And that's dangerous. Like the Bible says in James 2.19, it says, You believe in God? Wow. Even the demons believe that. Yet they shudder. You foolish person. Faith without works or proof is useless. And you say, oh, you believe in God? Like, wow. Even the demons believe that. And yet they shudder. But faith without works, faith without proof of that, is useless. Today, Sarah and David again baptised because they are obeying the Lord. Imagine they came up now and said, oh, yeah, I'm going to get, get baptised. I believe in Jesus. And they came to there and they said, actually, I'm not going to do it. Like, that's not obeying, is it? They obey the Lord by listening to what he says and by getting baptised. And Jesus said to be baptised in my name. So they're obeying the Lord by being baptised, by following what Jesus commanded. And verse 3 says also, three, it, went, it took him three days to go around it. That's a journey, isn't it? Like three days. I don't know if any of you got your step stepometers on your watch but three days journey is a long time. And I wonder if God made Jonah go around three days for also for maybe kind of taking him three days to repent in the whale, almost like true repentance to kind of come back. But it's also three days is symbolic of Jesus. Three days is symbolic in the Bible. Jesus used the, uh, the whale story, and which we'll come to in a few weeks, about his death and resurrection. He was in the grave for three days and he rose again. Like Jonah was in the whale for three days. But it took him three days to go around these people. And he says, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be overthrown. Or 40 days from now, Nineveh is gone. Like 40 days from now, Nineveh is over. It's a distant memory. Like it is gone as. 40 days from now. Like now imagine someone going around the city and just shouting that 40 days from now Nineveh is over 40 days from now Nineveh is overthrown. like anyone hear the, the people in the Cardiff city centre like when you go in the city and they got a microphone or they, they're preaching from the bible yeah anyone hear those people and go through I used to be kind of quite critical of those people and kind of uh, like kind of judge them and think oh come on mate talk about love or like you don't need to do that. Like, just, just have a conversation. Now I'm grateful for them. Like, now I'm grateful. If I see them, I'll go up to them and try and encourage them and, and pray for them. And I'm grateful for them. Because they are saying truthful things which maybe I'm not saying. Even though it's hard, and even though we maybe as, as we focus more on the love, they're saying, a lot of things they're saying is truthful, they? unless they're saying things that aren't truthful. But if they're preaching from the Bible, they're saying things which are truthful, things that I want my neighbors and my friends to listen to, that I want them to hear. Jesus, after he got baptized, he got baptized, went into the wilderness, and started his ministry. His first words were, Repent. That's where his first words were, like, repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Because if we're honest, we mainly focus on tell- on, focus on God's love and showing and telling them, which is obviously massively important, and we want us all to know that. But how much do we talk to our neighbors, our friends, our family about judgment, about God? will judge people. But both is the gospel. Both of this is in his word. And then it finally says, and Nineveh will be overthrown. Like he's basically saying like, it's all over. And Jonah, if you've missed it, Jonah hated Nineveh. Like think Cardiff Swansea fans. Like he hated, he would have been like kind of saying Nineveh's over in 40 days, like with a smile on his face. Like, he hated Nineveh. He wanted it to be gone in 40 days. He wanted it to be overthrown. He's saying, your city will be gone. Like, your lives will be over. Like, you've got 40 days. The thing Jonah was annoyed about is he had to tell them. He just didn't want to tell them. He wanted it to be all over. You've got 40 days. And we want everyone, including ourselves, if you're here for the first time, or our friends and family, this community, we want everyone to know this verse to me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son or his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So we want you to know today for God so loved the world that God loves you. Like we want you to know that like God loves you. If if your heart is beating right now, It is beating because God is keeping you alive. Your mother's not doing that. Your spouse is not doing that. Your child is not doing that. God is the one who's keeping your heart beating. Even if you've got, I forgot what they're called. Do you have the battery in the heart? ICD. ICD. Even if you've got an ICD, God is keeping your batteries going. Like God is the one who keeps. So God loves you. He created you. There's no one on earth like you. No one has got your fingerprint. Like, God loves you. He created you. So much so that he gave his only son, that Jesus would come for you to show you how much he loves you. He shows you how much he loves you. Jesus came for you to show you how much he loves you. But also, he came for you because your sin is so great that you can't do it without him. Jesus loves you so much that he came for you to show you how to live in life, but also to pay for your sin and for my sin so that whoever believes in him, like we can have faith in Jesus. Jesus is not physically here, is he? He lived over 2,000 years ago, but we have faith in him that he is still alive, that he died on the cross, but he is no longer there that he is alive and our faith in him can create new life in us. We can be born again and we can have faith in him. And if we have faith in him, repentant faith, not just like, oh, I believe it's my dirty secret, but like faith that follows him, it says we will not perish. Whoever believes in him will not perish. What does that mean? It means perishing then is real. Perishing is real. Like heaven and hell is real. With Jesus, without Jesus, that is real. And we don't want to scare anyone into it. But if you're scared, like that's a good thing. Like heaven and hell is real. With Jesus or without him. But he said, whoever believes in me will not perish. But instead can have everlasting life. I don't believe you, but I want everlasting life. I want to be with Jesus. I know that in front of a holy God, he sees my heart and my mind, my actions. He sees all the good stuff I do, but sadly, he sees all the bad stuff I do. The things where no one else sees, where my heart, my mind, the things I speak about, the things I desire, he sees all that. And so in front of a holy God, I can't stand before him, but he sent his son Jesus because he loves me to die for my sins for me to trust him and to have new life in him and and follow him and that's why we call it good news I'm speaking on the next few verses in in, in about two weeks time but just to finish if anyone's got their Bibles open can someone with their Bibles just say it out loud the first four words in verse 5 so chapter 3 verse verse 5 just the first four words and then the people of Nineveh believed God and then everything changed everything changes in the story and that's why we what's why they're getting baptized today is because they believe in God they believe in in Jesus, they believe this is why he has commanded them to do, that's why we come every Sunday because we believe that we are God's family, that's why we look to love the community to share practically but also with the word of God because we believe in this truth that's why we will continue to share and love one another and forgive one another and correct one another because we believe that this is true we're going to show a video now of what, and the, the song it t- kind of tells us a bit more about baptism and as we do this if someone could go and tell the kids to come down, that will be great uh, and then after that, after this video Dave and Tony are going to pray for, for Sarah uh, and Dave well, not Dave and Tony, Elwin and Tony, sorry and then we're going to have the baptism and when they come out of the baptism pool like we're Even though, like, I know we're kind of Welsh and we're a bit polite in this church, but the the Bible says that the angels rejoice. The angels rejoice. So when they come out of the water, I want you to make some noise, okay? I want you to rejoice because the angels, we get to join them. So just watch this video before um, we proceed.